Welcome. Welcome to Ike. Here you'll find inspiration, ideas, creativity, conversation, motivation, culture, stories, and more. While you're listening to an audio experience unlike anything else. Beautiful sounds that appeal to the senses. Information you can use. Interesting guests. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ike. Information you can use. Interesting guests. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ike. This is the Ike Podcast. What is going on, everyone? It's Ike here, co-founder. We have a tremendous show for you today. We're going to sit down, KJ, myself, Max, and Chris, and talk about powerful associations. We're happy you're here. Welcome back, and let's get into it. Welcome. Welcome. This is the Welcome to Ike podcast. We got another episode for you today. My name is KJ Ikestead. I'll be your host, and I'm joined today by the crew. What's going on, Alex? KJ, happy to be back, checking in from Oslo, Norway. Excited to have another great conversation. Amen. And now we have Max Drescher coming in. What's going on, Max? What's up, KJ? What's up, Alex? What's up, Chris? Checking in from Madison, Wisconsin. As always, very happy to be here. All right. And last but not least, we have Christopher Mueller. Chris, how's it going? What's up, squad? It's good to be back, baby. I'm excited to talk some powerful associations. You know, something like we got going on, how we associate with one another and we're looking to bring great things to the world so let's continue to provide this value and kick it off absolutely that's the topic of the day today is that and that is associations that can mean a lot of things and before we get started i just want to remind our listeners that we are on spotify we're on apple podcasts um you know wherever you get your podcast this is the welcome to ike podcast so if you if you enjoy this content share it with a friend uh leave us a five-star review all that stuff means the world and it helps us continue to grow uh, continue to spread love, continue to spread positivity, hopefully give you guys enough value where you can take something away from this and just, uh, you know, use it. Um, but yeah, so like I said, like Max and Chris touched on, we're going to be talking about associations today. Um, one of the most common, maybe not one of the most common phrases, but a phrase that uh, is very applicable to, I think, anybody, and whether whether they agree with it or whether they disagree with it, is you are... A reflection of the five closest people you hang around. Um, so, so I just want to kick that off to the group. Um, you know, maybe Chris will start with you, and then maybe we'll just let it go. Uh, what do you take from that? Like, you know, very powerful phrase. We can take a lot of that. Do you believe in that? Um, does it translate to the pitch? Like, do, how about real life? You know, just what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just kind of a universal truth. Honestly, something that I, as I've gotten older, I've seen to be true in my life, and you know. As well as you, as you start to realize what you're trying to do with your with you know your time, what your goals you're trying to set out to do, you need to surround yourself with people. We hear that all the time who are on the same mission as you, or it doesn't have to be the same exact one, right? But just someone who's ambitious and people who are going to feed and provide that ambition for you, who are going to see your vision with you, versus taking that against you, right? Because Far too often in this world right now, there's, you know, a lot of negative energy and a lot of people who are maybe more pessimistic versus optimistic and can't really see beyond the box limitations that they've set upon themselves. Um, 
So I think that with that being said, just having a good inner circle around you, people who are going to motivate you, inspire you and, and push you to, to continue to push the limits, you know, and try and strive yes. to be the best version of yourself. I, I definitely believe that you are definitely a, a product of the, the five closest people you hang around. Yeah, this week, Chris, you even Very sent much a, a message to the group saying about how thankful you were for having a squad like us to talk to. And I think we all felt the same way. I think that's just why we are so tight. We always uh, push each other to be the best. I think something that I really appreciate about you guys and the people that I try to associate myself with is that they share the same dream as you. It's something you can speak into existence, mm-hmm. talk out loud, and they'll, you know, they believe in it as well because if they don't believe it um then you should probably you know get them out of your inner circle because you want people that really will help you reach the goals that you want to hit as you kind of touched on chris yeah i would say real quick just to add to that i i I agree very much with uh what alex and chris said about you know having close friends of yours um with similar goals is really important for motivation and striving to get to where you want to be but Another thing I'd also add, um, I guess, additionally to that or on top of that is it's pretty important for your emotional state. Like, I think it's pretty important to be around people that are usually just positive or give off good energy, or I guess it's the energy that you are looking for or want to receive. Because, you know, I also don't really want to waste time, which is, in my opinion, the most valuable currency with people who are just negative down on themselves, kind of pessimistic. Um, so I, I think a lot of things come from it. Um, just motivation, trying to get ideas from people, trying to reach your goals and whatnot, but also just general happiness and kind of making sure your emotional state is where I guess you'd want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. I also think it's important for a group such as us, to all be clicking chemistry wise. Uh, I think there's that quote that a rising tide lifts all boats when we're all balling. Yep. And I see it, you know, from you cage, I see it from Chris or Max. When I see you guys, you know, balling with your, what you got going on. Um, you know, it my, inspires me to be balling with what I got going on. And I think we all just end up raising the tide and rising with it, uh, like as a group in a unit. Yeah. And just to add on top of that, uh, when you guys are, kind of giving your takes real quick um a lot of good stuff but one thing i was thinking of is just like a a current in the river and and when you're on a canoe ride whether you're paddle boarding or whatever you're doing maybe you're just swimming maybe you're talking about salmon swimming you know upstream against the current or fish swimming with the current like same thing goes with the people you associate with the people you spend the most time with like are those people going the same direction as you you know i think that really can help people simplify things like are these people either going the same direction I'm going? Are they going a different direction? You know, it's kind of like a binary question. And if they're going a different direction, I think, you know, that might, that might say something like, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you guys can't be friends, but maybe it means something about, you know, how much time you spend with that person. Because I know that the people in this group, one, you know, we all share a lot of similar characteristics. And one of those characteristics that Chris, you touched on Max, you touched on Al is just optimism. You know, there is so much to always, always be thankful for. Um, just those little optimistic things, those little small wins. I know Chris, um, B2B book club, you, you mentioned the compound effect, those little things adding up every day. 
And just to give our listeners a little bit of value, you know, if, if it seems like it's a tough time, if it's a really hard time, and, and a lot of people might feel that way, um, you know, just celebrate those little wins. And, and if you're if you're looking to to kind of like establish some little wins in your life or become more conscious of them, I know something that that uh, has, I've applied to my own life that's helped me is you, you wake up in the morning, first thing you do is you make your bed. And this is something that I believe they, they bring back from the military where it originated. And if you make your bed in the morning, you go through your day and you, if say you have um, under, under unforeseen circumstances, just the worst possible day you could ever have. Well, later that night, at least you, you made back, your bed. <laughs> and when you get back home, exactly. At least you have a nice made bed to sleep in. And it's just like, you know, those little things that we can be thankful for. I know right now we're doing this podcast and it's on a summer day. Um, it's just absolutely beautiful. Like there's so much like the breeze, the sun. I know in Wisconsin, uh, you know, we treasure this time of year. Chris, it's a little hotter where you're checking in from. But Al, same with you in Oslo. Beautiful. Uh, Max, same with you in Madison. Uh, there's just so much to be thankful for. And and just to wrap up kind of this this point, I guess I wanted to make is, is it the people you're with, like, are they going in the, in the same direction you are? Or are they going in, in an opposite direction or a different direction? And it's just something that might, might help people, uh, you know, just kind of find something that works for them. Anything to add, guys? Yeah. Uh, if I could have a second, I would just like to add to, like, what you're saying with, you know, moving in the same direction as, as the people that you're hanging around or what whatnot. Um, there's a saying that uh, I heard a while back that really resonated with me in the sense of, when you're trying to evaluate your evaluate your relationships and the people that you do have in your life, the saying goes, you're either growing together or you're growing apart. Because as you continue to like trying and to improve yourself and improve on your own qualities and, and make yourself better and be better, you're not going to continue to want to have conversations and spend time with people who maybe aren't doing those things. Right. So yep. I think that it's an important note for the listeners that, you know, this isn't easy to do in the sense that some people that you're growing apart from might be people that you've spent, you know, a, a vast majority of your life with, you know, like really good friends, maybe even sometimes yeah, it's you family, grow up people, together or something. Yeah. People who just, you know, you end up growing further apart from because they're not moving with you and they're not growing with you. And for whatever reason that might be, you can't hold on to that, that idea of their potential reaching their potential, right? They're not going to change unless they want to change. So you can't hold on to that fact and, you know, be like, oh, you got to come with and what you got to as you focus on yourself and you continue to grow apart, you'll start to cross paths with more people who are on the same mission as you and more like minded like you. Right. But that's just an important note, I think, to the listeners to really be careful of the their longtime associations, especially if you're spending a lot of time with people who maybe aren't as ambitious or don't have high goals. And I'm not saying now to cut everybody off. Right. Cut off all your friends and family who aren't ambitious and have big goals, right? Because that would just be unrealistic. But there's a concept that Darren Hardy talks about in the compound effect, actually, that uh, you just referred to it. But um, And it has to do with categorizing how much time you spend with certain subjects and groups of people. So let's say, you know, someone who may be a little bit more pessimistic, let's say it could be, for instance, your mom or your dad, right? Or, you know, good friend, uh, old friend, neighbor, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to categorize them and lay them in parts where there's minutes, people, there's days, people week, and weeks, people, right? There's certain people that you could only spend a couple of minutes with before you start to be like, okay, I need to get out of this energy. I feel like I'm wasting my time. There's people that you could feel like you could spend days with, but not weeks with. 
And then there's people that you could spend weeks with and, you know, maybe not months with, but you get the point. It's, it's all about categorizing that and putting, placing those people into kind of those, almost those time intervals, right. And on what you think that you can tolerate pretty much because it gets to that point. Right. Yeah. So I just think that that was like an important thing to notice. Um, so well, yeah, you know, what I, mean? you know I, I think, I think just to tie, to tie uh, Chris's point to back to mind real quick. Um, you know, in terms of like the time allocation, I think one of our goals at Ike, for example, is to create a future in which we can just live um, a fun life with our friends. You know, that's something that it's it's one thing to achieve success and, and happiness. It's another thing to share it. And so I think that's something that a lot of people might share where, where they want to become successful and they want to give back. They want to share those memories, those, that happiness with someone else. And it doesn't necessarily mean, like Chris was saying, if you if you need to you know, maybe shrink your circle in order to achieve this. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to cut these people off. It's just that maybe you need to, maybe there's someone where you used to spend days and weeks with them. Well, now you only see them for the big celebrations of life or something like that. You know, maybe you see them like, like days or maybe weeks or months, like Chris was saying. So I just thought that was a great um, exactly. point. Exactly. Al, Al, go ahead. I know you're going to say something. I was going to say your best friends are the ones you could spend weeks with. Uh, just for our listeners, KJ, Max, and I, when Chris was year two at Orlando, we visited him for a week in Orlando. We stayed at his place. And Chris, you remember what that week was like. It was production. You know, we were, when we were chilling, we were chilling. But we, could, we generally could spend a week together and have a lot of fun, be as productive as we normally were, or if not, even more productive. And so I think that's, that was like the telltelling sign for me that um, this is going to be a squad that operates going forward together um you know and we could spend a week with that person then that's someone who you you can consider in your inner circle at the same time sometimes you can't always spend weeks with people for example max you're moving to minnesota soon chris you're in orlando i'm in oslo so what are ways you can still keep that tight group of your you know the five associations or the people you want to associate with while there's a lot of distance involved I think for us, we always talk about coming on here, getting on a podcast and, you know, talking about some of our thoughts or things we've learned each week has been really good. But, you know, even getting on a call or a FaceTime, that's still ways to group motivate each other. Good. Yeah, group chats, uh, anything that can really just motivate you, because it's not really you have to be talking 24 seven or you have to be talking to these people the most, but you have to just maybe be inspired by them or because I always feel like I know you guys are on top of your games and balling, so I got to be doing the same. It's Even though you're not reminding me every day, it's something that I just kind of know is going on and that I still want to be a part of. Yeah, I just I just bring it back to, you know, it's funny enough, the compound effect. I haven't even read the book, full disclosure, but it just makes so much sense. You know, every day, like, I kind of when we're not in the same room together, uh, you know, we're doing things that are putting us closer to our goals. And... And it's kind of the compound effect, you know, the more little things you do, the more big things you do, whatever it might be, um, you know, I think it's going to drive you towards, towards your goals. One question um, I had for you guys, yeah. um, I want to throw this out because, and I, this is going to kind of sh uh, shift the com conversation elsewhere, is epiphanies. When you're, for example, Cage, when you and I are with each other, that's when we have those epiphanies. Chris, same, Max, that's when true. I'm with you guys, those epiphanies that you have. These come, I guess, when you're with your tightest of friends or you're with that inner circle. And I think those are moments that 
you can't pat you know those are things the most appreciative moments moments well, well it's kind of like charting the course if we're say we're sailing over the atlantic you know yep. 400 years ago Love and that. we don't even know if we're going to get to some land you know we don't even know if we're going to find land and we're charting a course and we're doing it as we go or you could say when when the uh the united states was exploring they're exploring east to west you know they're kind of mapping out the rivers like that's what an epiphany will do we don't exactly have these absolute blueprints for like you know how to achieve your your wildest dreams you're kind of charting that course in the in the general direction and i think um you know what these epiphanies will do is they might give you like that next plot point on the course so you can work towards something identifiable and uh and yeah just curious if you guys have any thoughts on that too uh i was gonna, I, I mean i think the epiphanies thing is, is right on in the sense too where maybe you can gear it as well towards just this when you're with someone and, and you're in that inner circle of people who you know don't have limitations on themselves is when you know two minds are almost like three and the creative juices just get flowing and you guys can almost start to dream together it's what we talk about speaking your goals like into Love existence it. and from there mm -hmm. from those type of conversations that you know now have no limits because you're talking with people about it and big dreamers are giving you ideas and you're giving them ideas and from there you're just like you can go away for a week or a month and based on what you talked about, you have something to work for and, and look, look towards, you know what I'm saying? Because you're so just amplified by the one conversation that maybe someone gave you an idea. And now you had that epiphany, like you're talking about, like, it, it's crazy how that all works and comes back full circle from maybe just a couple conversations that we do have, you know, the, 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 the here and there you give a, hey, yeah. about like a, a book club or you know you no, know the podcast it, it can just we started there, this, man, the really. podcast really started that week in orlando um we we it set did. up we <laughs> set up we set up the mic we, we were out the day before at chris's game against montreal we had a full day before and yet here we were on a sunday just motivated to start the podcast and we set it up in your living room and uh that's kind of how i actually still have the footage so i might have to look through that yeah yeah but that's how this like you said you know you kind of come away with some things you guys want to all work towards this podcast is a prime example of that we got together for a week in orlando we loved kind of the conversations that we were having and uh i think we all noticed how much we were learning from each other like you said just making two minds almost become three and this podcast is almost a di direct result of that and the beauty of it is that we follow through and it's a thing now, right? Yep. It's not just like we talk, you talk about it, you talk about it, you talk about it. Man, you got to be about it in this world, right? We got to go out here and make it happen. And that's what I love about you guys is that we keep pushing the limits. We keep taking actions towards, you know, accomplishing the life that we desire and and, and reaching our dream goals and, and whatever it may be. But that's what it's all about, man. And, and we just push each other and inspire each other each day with the messages we send in the group and you know, the power of the associations is something that's really, really strong. Yeah. And, and I think just something I was thinking of as you guys were making some great points there too, is, is something our listeners might be able to take away another just simple, you know, application maybe of this conversation is I would say in general, if you're kind of evaluating who you want to associate with in order to create that vehicle to take you to, you know, your destination, you, you want those people to be people who think big. You don't want them to think small. You know, may, maybe they don't have it all figured out yet. Maybe they're still working through some, some obstacles in their journey themselves or whatever. But, but if they're a big thinker, they, they're probably the kind of people who are going to do, you know, some, some big things. And, uh, you know, the other thing kind of go, going or at least the have the right attitude. 
Yeah, exactly. The right attitude, the willingness to learn, you know, the willingness to be great, like like the desire to be great, the passion. And then, uh, and Chris, you talk about speaking it into existence. Like that's one of the reasons I also think why these big thinking, you know, just whatever it may be, is just so beneficial because if you don't even hit that, you know, big goal that maybe you guys were talking about in the conversation, you probably came really, da- really darn close and you probably achieved a heck of a lot more than you, you thought you might have been able to. So just kind of like giving yourself something to strive for, making goals that uh, it's actually kind of making me think of the phrase like if, the, if your goals aren't don't scare you, they're not big enough. You know, that's one of those phrases I've never really been really drawn towards, or, I guess. But it makes a lot of sense if we're being objective. That- yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say that that reminds me of, uh, I read a book called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, which is exactly what you're talking about. And it's the sense that let's say you have a goal to accomplish one of, you know, whatever it may be. For me, it might be goals, right? I want to score one goal. If you were to 10X your dreams, right? 10X them, multiply everything that you want to do by 10. So 10 goals. Even if I failed at reaching 10 goals and only got to seven, that's going to be way better than my initial goal of just one. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You know, you know what I'm saying? So by dreaming huge, even if you don't come up short, you're going to be much bigger than you would be if you were to dream small. That's it. Yeah, that, I think, you know, literally that, just take think about that for a second. That is just huge. And I think that really just sums everything up. Uh, Al, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to throw in like uh, sometimes there's people that are realistic. And I think we all know um, where, you know, I like to get, you know, into the moment and, you know, dream big and really maybe I'll say something extravagant that might seem a little unrealistic, but it's just kind of like because I have this uh, blind belief in it. Um, I think the key is also being weary of the people that are really, you know, trying to help push your dreams in a realistic way, um, but also keep you, mm-hmm. uh, keep you down, down to earth. I think it's important that your friends and everyone also, uh, you know, they're at the tactical level too, um, thinking about each other and moves that actually are on the ground floor. Um, it's all great to be like, yeah, I want to, you know, get, be rich one day and we can all talk about that. But what are those little things that we're doing? Um, you know, what are those things that we can talk about at the micro level that can prepare us for the success when we're older. And uh, I think, you know, so finding people who actually care and, you know, reach out to you. For example, this one girl I know sent me uh, a couple of YouTubers that she follows that I should email um, my music to. You know, that's someone that obviously is at the ground level. That's trying a move to help. right there. Yeah, that's, that's a, move. a move. You know, that's going to help me reach that longer goal. Uh, Chris, when you're your book club, we all, uh, we were all throwing in, you know, ideas at the ground level of things you could try out with your book club. And this is how things get done because one person, it's very hard to scheme up the entire scheme, but when you put together four or five people and now you're all throwing out, you know, this release this here, you have this here, what about this? Um, it becomes much more structured. Fine-tuned, well-oiled. Yeah. It provides clarity. Yeah. And uh, it actually, I I would say personally, just in general, I think diverse teams, at least it's been proven, are usually more successful. And I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, base layer things, but I'm talking about like diversity of thought and skills. You know, ideally, it'd be cool, like us four all big thinking and have big ideas and grand ideas. But 
it's also completely fine and totally meritful if you have a friend who's just really good at implementation of things and you know like everyone has their own skills to bring to the table but i guess as yeah. long as everyone has that attitude that like desire to work hard and just be a pleasure to be around um i think that's quite all right i heard this quote and from ronaldo to today guys is, um go for it now dedication work hard always belief end quote and uh ronaldo is the first billionaire footballer i saw that over, uh, over the weekend but uh you know he's pretty much talking you got to work hard all the time that person has to have belief and dedication to what whether it is like max said you know just a specific skill or a trade um and i think those qualities go beyond um they can apply to anyone so it's more so like a inner how do they actually believe um and that's i thought that was really cool and powerful i mean we we are super diverse we have the finance guy we have the computer scientist we have the marketer and we have the athlete and obviously we expand much more beyond that but you know it's it's also important to just have other ideas and influences in your life you know so it's less of a group think but just like a colorful picture of the world and how to get places you know yeah and i just been thinking back to when i uh lived in sweden was studying at the yonchaping international business school one of the craziest cool things not even crazy but more so just like things that you would think they would do everywhere but they they really don't um we had a group project that had a high percentage of our grade on the line and one of the requirements was you had to have six people and you had to have five different nationalities so we had um you know an american a swede a german uh a mexican and i think it was like a french person um all just all in the same squad and and what that does is it brings it's pretty cool ideas from from all backgrounds and you come up with something really good you know because because you all have the same goal you have the same goal the shared goal you're working towards something but you have different perspectives different you know just viewpoints and like max was saying uh, i think there's a ton of diversity here even even if it's just like in our trades as well but you know think about our, our background and our, our upbringings like al you know you kind of we grew up together but obviously you went to madison i was in milwaukee chris you know you're from illinois like we didn't even grow up in the same area um very soccer intensive upbringing and now you're in orlando and now al you're in oslo and and i just feel like there, there's so many varying perspectives you know some some very fresh uh some very traveled um you know perspectives i guess you could say and and i think everyone in this group has even yeah i want to double a down country before so that's that's fresh as well. I want to double down on uh, what you just said, Cage, because I, the research and development team, I'm in eight people. We have Spanish, Indian, Pakistan, American, uh, Norwegian, Swedish. You know, we have a lot of international um, people as well. And at first, you know, maybe that's intimidating to some people. Uh, eight, eight person team, seven different nationalities. But it's uncomfortable, but it's amazing how fun it actually becomes when you're interacting with a team of people that are not exactly the same skill set or, as Max said, diverse. You know, if, if we're diverse, it's uncomfortable at the beginning, but, you know, it's, it's incredible how the potential of a, of a group like that is. So um, I definitely think that's important to always not just be with people that exactly think the same way as you. Uh, I know we all butt heads sometimes, but it's all in love. 
And that's because we don't all think the same, but we usually tend to create the best product from um, putting our heads together. And I think that's, that's important. Well, I think full disclosure to our listeners, like we'll have disagreements, you know, we'll disagree here. We'll disagree there. We'll disagree on this. We'll disagree on that. But I think uh, we can all say that in general, we agree more than we disagree. And usually the, the healthy balance of agreements and disagreements leads to a good, a pretty good fine uh, final product and just, you know, good energy. Same direction, that kind of thing. All right. Anyone have any closing thoughts on just association right now? Um, you know, we kind of kept it to, you know, maybe those those people that you you, you spend the most time with. Um, but but I guess there are uh, yeah, maybe we should so many different zoom out a little points. bit. Yeah, I, I have some uh, closing thoughts. I think in general, um, again, you know, there's levels to friendship. You don't have to cut people off that you don't necessarily feel the best around or agree with the most or, you know, have the same visions and goals in life. But, you know, you have acquaintances, you have casual friends, you have close friends, and then you're intimate friends. So there's a time and place for all those. Um, so I think there's levels to it, which is important to realize. And then as well, to bring more realistic um, numbers to this, I don't think either of us are also saying you need a group of 20 friends. You know, maybe you see that on social no. media or, oh, this man's so popular. Definitely not. To be honest, and I, I, I'm reading on psychology today um, that you really only need between three to five close friends to be happy or like reach that maximum level of happiness. Maybe even you need two two really close friends, you know? Um, so as long as you have a couple friends that you really associate with, um, then that's really all you need. Yeah. One more thought I have is you also want to make sure you're fostering and watering relationships. Uh, you know, you can't just put all the water on one flower and the, in you know, and, uh, you got to make sure you water everything equally. For me, that means, you know, reaching out to people, you know, it's, it's, everything is two way. Uh, you get out of it what you put in. And so I think when you create a nice structure, say you are, you know, hanging out with people like a good group, um, but it's also diverse. You know, maybe you're spending some time with some colleagues or, uh, you know, every once in a while throwing in a friend you don't get to see too often. I think that helps you just feel better about your your balance in life and getting to where you want to go with your goals. Everything becomes a little more easier because that structure is in place. So. Uh, I think that's that's what I wanted to wrap up with. Yeah, and I think one last closing thought for me would just, I mean, I think what you guys have said thus far in your closing thoughts has been right on point. Really, really uh, valuable advice for anyone who's listening. But I would also encourage the listeners to, you know, stretch a little bit beyond their comfort zones and, and, and get out to places maybe that they haven't been to before or look at some people that maybe have, something that you desire and ask them for, you know, maybe some guidance or, you know, some maybe a little bit of mentorship and, and create a power of association that way through, you know, trying to learn something, right? I mean, I had an instance here, even when um, one of the owners had continued to come out to one of the training sessions, and he's taken some of the guys golfing before. And one of the days I just asked him if he could go grab a bite to eat. And I went out and took him downtown to a place and we met up and we sat at the table and he was like, so what's the deal, man? Why, why are you asking me, you know, here for lunch? And I was like, honestly, I, I just have seen that you've created an abundance of success for yourself in your life. And I would just wanted to know what would be some tips that you would give a younger guy and you know, whatnot. And he was astonished by the question and thought that it was awesome that I was asking. And 
bringing them on. So I would just encourage you. I know it's not comfortable in the beginning or it might be a little bit scary, but to, to try and create those types of associations with people that you uh, admire or aspire to be like. So, um, yeah, I mean, great conversation today about the associations, guys. I think that everything we said was really powerful and people will have something uh, really positive to take away. Absolutely. I agree. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe in the future we'll talk about, you know, associations in more of a a business sense but um i think i think that's plenty for today and uh real quick lightning round al max chris i want to go one by one let's just talk about something uh you learned since last week al you go first yeah so i guess one thing i've been watching dead mouse's master class and i'm not i've for the viewers i'm not like uh listeners i'm not the biggest dead mouse fan um but i think you know you can learn from everyone and Dead Mouse has really yeah. showed he's really showed me that because he doesn't use a, a piano like I do when I produce music. I uh, do it kind of the more melody. You know, I'm out here playing the instrument. He draws most of his uh, music in. However, he has tips about mixing and mastering that have really blown my mind. But the one thing I really learned from him is he does everything in the process himself so that, yeah, it might not sound great. And he talked about how. You know, when he puts out uh, songs, you know, maybe his mastering wasn't that great or um, maybe there's always stuff he wants to change afterwards. But at least he can hold that record up and be like, I fucking made this. This is something that I made from scratch. And, you know, there's a real sense of reward in doing stuff like that, whether it's cooking, you know, something from scratch or making a nice meal for someone or, you know, a project. Say you want to start like building something out back or, you know, start journaling more, create some type of form of art, like in my case, music. I think when you do something full, uh, you know, there, it is really rewarding. So it kind of, you know, inspired me to really just keep honing my craft because even though I could have reached out to someone that maybe could have done it better, this is something I could be extremely proud of. Um, and, uh, so I thought that was cool, cool to hear, cool to learn. It's a great takeaway. Just be open to learning wherever the opportunity may be. I would, I'm going to keep it real short. What I learned this week was that the 5 a.m. club is a must read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give, I'm going to leave it at that. Add it to the list. Give, give them a little, Chris, give them a little bit. Of, like a, Give them a little teaser. A little, a little teaser. teaser about what this is about. Uh, okay. Um, I would say if it, if anyone's ever read The Alchemist, it's pretty similar to the the layout and the format of the book in the sense that it's kind of like a story that they're telling the book through and lessons that uh they've learned and whatnot. But I mean, it just provides really, really insightful advice about how when you own your morning, you really elevate your life. And um it, it just really is good. And it provides a lot of perspective about not only things that you can do in your morning to be more productive, but also, you know, reasons as to why you maybe aren't aspiring to the levels that you want to and and, in ways where you can improve and how you can self-evaluate. It it really is eye-opening and it's been a game changer for me. So I would definitely recommend it. it Yeah, I know I definitely want to pick that up. So (laughs) yeah, I already know I need to wake up earlier, but maybe this book will help Also maybe owning your night though, you know, Cage. I think it goes the same way. I also own the night. Yeah. If you own the night, night, if you own the night, if every day you're coming home from work, and you're uh, 
you're going to bed feeling like you accomplished a lot because you really had a really productive evening. I know for me, that's, you know, that's also a great feeling. So however you work, you know, um, definitely don't be discouraged if you're just winning that, that moment. Light. Yeah. Just win just that win moment. It. Yeah. All right. Um, something I've learned, I've been reading Marcus Aurelius's book meditations. And for those listening who don't know, Marcus Aurelius, um, was a Roman empire at Roman emperor, excuse me. Um, at the the height of the Roman Empire, um, and we'll so one of the most in the beginning one of, yep. the, one of the most powerful men um, in the world at one point in history, and he actually kept a journal, and he didn't have any intention of publishing this journal or anything, but it has been published and wrote and written into this book called Meditations, and um, it's just interesting to me because it's always important to keep perspective and stay balanced. And he even did that. And, you know, considering that he was basically the most powerful man in the world at one point, he would always read himself something in the, in the morning to remind himself um, to just stay balanced and to regain his perspective. Uh, and he basically said, run down the list of those who felt intense anger at something, the most famous, the most unfortunate, the most hated, the most whatever. Where is that all now? Smoke, dust, legend, or not even a legend. Think of all the examples and how trivial the things we want so passionately are. So I think that's a good thing. You know, sometimes it's so easy to get frustrated or caught in, you know, an opinion or how you feel about something, especially right now as the world seems to be on fire and coronavirus is hitting and people are in the streets. Um, it's just a really good idea to make sure you're staying balanced and gain perspective, not let your ego take over, things like that. So I've, I really enjoyed that book for that reason that people have been doing this all throughout history and from the most powerful to the least powerful. So something that I get a lot of enjoyment and I guess value from love reading history, bro. Big fan as well. You know, Marcus Aurelius, just Rome. We still talk about it 2000 years later, just unbelievable stuff. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that Maxi. Chris, thank you for sharing Allie too. I'm just going to keep it short and simple too. Uh, you're, you know, all the listeners, I, I picked up a new pair of shades this week. I had lost my sunglasses. I had been using my golf sunglasses for a long time. It just was not a proper fashion statement. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I basically, to say got the some, least. <laughs> I, basically, I basically got some legitimate shades and let me tell you, it'll change your life. So if you're looking for something that you, you throw on, you know, you become, Ultra ego. I mean, not. It's just like it, it makes you feel good, you know, having it a does. nice pair of shades. And I guess they do protect your eyes, which you only have two of, so that's kind of important. But, um, you know, I think that uh, if you haven't, if you've had a nice pair of shades, you you might remember the feeling of you know always just wearing those, putting on a new pair. If you never have, highly encourage it. Um, if you if you ever get the opportunity to, to just, you know, maybe make that purchase. Um, might not be considered uh, a need, but it is something that is an investment in yourself, considering you only have one pair of eyes. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, everyone out there could use some some of that. So, um, but yeah, you know, thank you again for all of our listeners for tuning in this week. Uh, this has been the Welcome to Ike podcast. I want to thank Max, Chris, and Alex again for joining me. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all these hubs throughout the internet. This is the Welcome to Ike podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Guys.